Oh, well, welcome back to the Praise Down Ranch. Welcome on down. Whoops. Here, I'm an old prospector here at the Praise Down, mining for nuggets of inspiration. Praise that. Praise. I'm, a, I'm a horse. <laughs> I'm, I'm Heath Giddyup Huffman. You're the horse with the morst. Here on here on down at the praise down ranch. <laughs> we got a good one for you today. This is how horses we, talk. We sure do, Heath. I'm old prospector Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Like wow. We got we got a good heaping helping of a praise down for you today. We're here. More savory than fucking dry grass that I like to eat with my mouth. Now I do want to get serious real quick. <clears throat> we are edging into Lent territory. We are edging into Lent territory. Listener, we've talked about this off air. Uh-huh. We're giving up cussing on the podcast for Lent. You heard right. Yeah. We're going to do the praise down clean for the holiest for 40 time of the days, year. yep. And we're going to get some cusses in tonight. Yeah, tonight Hell tonight's yeah. our last tonight's our last swear night. Yep. And uh, I got and we got to be clear. There's no there's no hells. Mm-mm. There's no dams. Mm-mm. Not even ass. Not even ass. Nope. Especially not horse cum. No, cum of any kind is illegal on the podcast from now on. Well, and, until until Mardi Gras not after Lent. Until post Easter, until our until uh, the celebration of the resurrection of Christ. What April first is? Oh man, oh. I can't believe that Easter is going to be on April Fool's Day. Atheists are. Loving this. Oh one. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet one of them's behind this. With us is our good good friend, another good good boy, Aaron mm-hmm. Rogers. Hey Aaron, how are you? Oh hey, I'm I'm doing so well. I'm good. Doing so well. Thanks good. for having me. Uh, sorry yeah. it took so long to introduce you. Welcome to oh. welcome to this this show. This is it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> this is about all it is. Uh Aaron. We're gonna we're gonna hop right in. We're gonna talk the walk. It's so, time to talk the walk. So instead of just asking, "How's your walk?" we're we're gonna we're gonna ask that. But also, Aaron, how's your walk? How's oh, the walk? You know, it goes every day. It's it's something new. Just rambling on. Just rambling on. <laughs> That's right. So did you did you grow up religious particularly? Very. Very? Yeah, yeah. 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 What discipline? What major uh, were you? Yeah, Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Okay. I yeah. don't think we've had one of those. I was the first Presbyterian. <laughs> first wow. Presbyterian church of Altus, okay. Oklahoma. So okay. oh. I think that was the first. Yeah. I didn't do too much research on it. Yeah, sure. they, they just made you a church or did you build it? Right. <laughs> well, my family <laughs> and some friends got together. Uh-huh. First Presbyterians. Oh. So. <laughs> you just church is don't the people, not the building. That. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But yeah, I grew up in a very small church in Altus, Oklahoma. How, uh, how many? How many people? Yeah. Um, 
I was young at the time, so I, I don't know. I would say less than fifty on a on a regular day. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And then going back after we had moved, much less. Like maybe like eight to fifteen. Whoa. It, was, it was a bizarre uh, occurrence going back. Did everyone just move away, or what happened? Uh, that's a good question. I think. I mean, there were some pillars of that church that you know would work. For free, it was mo- it was not like gotcha. like moving to Bartlesville. There was there was a church where they actually paid people to do stuff, but this is more. There's a secretary there sometimes, and okay. the pastor's there on Sunday, and that was kind of it. Okay, got um, it. What was the small church experience like? It was good. I mean, it was a a nice little church family. I think the the thing about being Presbyterian is uh, it's. It's not a hard one, you know. It's not a hard faith to hold on to because it's uh, it's very forgiving. It it preaches love and forgiveness, and and never once did I ever sit through a sermon that was all hellfire and brimstone. Which oh, cool. I understand a lot of people go through that, so I I totally get people who have gone grew up Christian and then grew up to just completely hate it. Yeah. So so like the guilt level for Presbyterians is very low i would say so i can't speak for everyone but in both of the presbyterian churches that i attended you know very accepting very you know love thy neighbor that's that's pretty much it that whip sack it does whip sack yeah (laughs) grande sack (laughs) that whips grande sack partner (laughs) so yeah because i i grew up baptist and it was both very sort of one of the primary mechanics was guilt and Mm -hmm. also it was a lot of my life it felt like sure yeah that that was the case with you though aaron too right you you were a you were a pk a a pastor's kid i am am. so you were a pastor's kid i am indeed a pastor's kid still to this day uh, yeah. uh, Happy to hear that hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> it's past tense for me, but yeah, <laughs> well, similarities though. It's uh, yeah. Grew up with uh, my mom being the church like youth pastor, moved to Bartlesville, children's minister, and then becoming an ordained pastor. Um, kind of towards the end of my time there, like junior high into high school, and then leaving for for college and. Uh, I mean, she still works at the church. She's not the the full pastor position at this point, but mm-hmm. still very active in, in, in all of that. So, yeah, heavily involved. Does she still preach? Occasionally. Okay. Yeah, and she, uh, I think her main function would be going back to, like, children slash youth uh, director. Oh, got it. Um, but does step in to, to preach here and there. So. That rules. Yeah. Does, does some of the... I remember like Christmas Eve services, her doing that recently. So, uh, yeah, some of those bigger ones. Cool. That rules. What was what was your sort of take on being a pastor's kid? Like, did you did you enjoy it? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we apparently this pastor's kid thing is kind of tight. Yeah, it rules. We spoke to Hannah Smith, who's also a pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. Loved being a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. or loves being. Yeah. You seem to have a pretty chill time with it. Loved it. No rules yeah. when you're a pastor's kid. Yeah. I mean, it was 
pretty pretty free roam. Yeah. It's so uh, neat. You know where all the good snacks are? Yeah. I wasn't. You get, you get all the ends. That's get crazy. The, I was not a pastor's kid. My dad eventually became the senior citizen pastor. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I didn't quite see the same perks, but what I did get was a bunch of very old folks acting like they knew me very well. All uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, yeah. Lot, a lot of, like, shoulder grabs and, and long sort of speeches at me. Oh, yeah. Yep, a lot of arthritic hands coming just, at you. Just, for... just a, whatever, whatever health problems there, it's just like... Coming to hold on. They're just... Your dad was talking about you today. Oh, oh that, it, I mean, that's... I, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's got to own bones. And, and I... And I would say, gee, I hope so. <laughs> Such a good boy. That's it. Did you experience a similar thing where people you didn't know would come talk to you like they knew you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, grew up completely with that. And uh, I don't know that I ever was very comfortable with it. <laughs> sure. But I didn't really have to be. I, when you are that comfortable in the church, you know exactly the locations where you can dart off to right not have the that happen to you. So, <laughs> yeah, so the, you get this, you figure it out the years go by you figure it out oh man i was comfortable with it that's where i learned how to talk to people whose names i don't know uh, okay. and i haven't learned a new name since <laughs> <laughs> what's everybody's names real quick everybody Juanita. Well, in, in this room real quick okay Juanita. <laughs> Juanita, yes Craig. Yeah, you got it, bud. And Turkelson. <laughs> Joni. Joni. Rob. Okay, since you aced that one, uh-huh. what's everybody's names? <laughs> everybody's names. You got Carl. You got Ron. You got Ronette. You got Carlotta. You got Carlito. <laughs> Ronald. <laughs> you got Carlos. <laughs> is that all, is that uh, all, everybody? Carlton. Okay, now I'm out. Okay. Unfortunately, you missed John Bon Jovi, which is oh, it's man. too it's, the other it's name. too bad. We'll play again later mm-hmm. on probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Aaron, just because I've never talked to a Presbyterian at length, I've never I've never had a captive Presbyterian. What's the what are what are the primary like pillars of the doctrine there? Well, um like I, I, I kinda briefly mentioned earlier, it's it's all about love and acceptance. And mm-hmm. uh and let's see. This is going back for me because I haven't you know been practicing for several years, but um the Calvinism would be its its main belief, its core belief okay. which is uh, predestination. It's it's that anything that is or will ever happen has already been thought, and you don't change that. Now, um, this was very frustrating in like a junior high situation. Yeah, I had a lot of issues, like people from Southern Baptists, which I understand is different than just regular old Baptists. Yes, more south, a little more um, honey on it. Yeah, a little more <laughs> honey on it. Uh, they were they were very forward about attacking that. Like you have no free will. What do you mean? Like you know this kind of 
uh, deal, but mm-hmm. which which I pressed my youth pastor about because it, it was a frustrating thing. How do you come back from that? And it's like, well, it's it's actually known as double Calvin Calvinism, but it's it's that there there exists. Isn't there a movie about called Double Calvinism? Double Calvinism? I'm thinking of Double Jeopardy. Double yeah, Jeopardy. you fucked up. <laughs> Similar <laughs> premise, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it still holds on to that that everything has been decided by some sort of omnipotent being. Everything that is and will happen is going has already been set in stone but you still have free will and you just but whatever it is that you decide to do on your own he knew you would do it which is kind of all over the place but it's uh, yeah, it's the best of both worlds you yeah like that way you don't have to deal with the guilt of like oh this was just with free will this was exclusively my choice and there was nothing you know my my poor choice made him mad at me and this is why mm-hmm. bad things are happening to me and the reverse of it is uh, well I'm not responsible for anything because it's already been decided so far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know? it's interesting because the larger the larger Baptist faith is Calvinist as well Southern Baptists are more free will focused but they do have trouble sort of abandoning that Calvinist idea that everything's been decided so they kind of sort of live in this limbo state where I would, I would have tons of questions about this growing up, but I think I kind of, I think I kind of get it right. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I think the things that I think on purpose, but I've never had an original thought. Damn. I like that. Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's very well. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that, but I don't know if it's been put to words to me that particular way. Mm. So about what time did you start doing something besides church? Well, interestingly, I, um, I started kind of falling out of the pattern. Of, I was you know, always going to church every Sunday and Wednesday for as long as I could remember. And then I started working at the church my junior and senior year of high school as awkward the, right, as the evening custodian. So every day after work, I would go and clean this damn church, which yeah. was an amazing job because everyone leaves two hours later. I'm done. I got four hours to kill, so I'm just gonna go play grand piano in the sanctuary. You know, is that kind of stuff? I'll hang awesome. out. Awesome. Oh, uh, you go. kind of goodwill hunting to the church piano? Pretty much. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But, I mean, somebody had to be there because Boy Scouts and stuff would have activities downstairs. So I, somebody's got to lock up after that. So I wasn't totally wasting everybody's money and time. But that oh, was great. Uh, but at that point, I was you know, not going to Wednesday night functions anymore because mm-hmm. well, I was working. And then same with Sunday. I just start you know, senior year, stopping going to, to church every Sunday. And then uh, moving off to Oklahoma City right after graduation. And that's pretty much... Aside from visiting my parents, mm. you know, did any pretty much it. sort of night at the museum type stuff happen? Well, being a custodian at the church, um, uh, not really. I kind of got used to just a lot of long, empty, dark corridors, which mm-hmm. is a weird mindset to get into as <laughs> a I, teenager because it's it's kind of alarming. But. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys think that Protestant faiths are? generally against icons to avoid a night at the museum situation for their custodial staff? (laughs) Out of respect for the custodial staff. (laughs) Uh, 
I bet being thoughtful enough for it. I bet being a janitor at a Catholic church is way more treacherous. Oh man, any of those things could come to life or start bleeding. Uh, right. Usually both. Yeah. Or if it's one, you know, the other is soon to follow. Right. My right. my job uh, as a custodian at the Catholic church was great until the Virgin Mary statue started coming to life and giving <laughs> me advice. <laughs> Sounded a lot like Robin Williams, weirdly <laughs> enough. Hey, who do you complain to about that? You can't, you can't take that to them. Get a, I can't do Hail Marys for it. Cause no, just get her back in on it. Can I just do one <laughs> one impression of Robin Williams saying Hail Mary and see if it's good? Yeah, sure. Try it out. Hail Mary! I think that one was a little <laughs> wide. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. We'll yep. cut it out. A little bit of football stuff. Mm -hmm. Hail Mary full of yards. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. May my ball go far and true. Mm -hmm. So uh, what happened spiritually? Because I know your spiritual life wasn't over upon leaving Bartlesville. So what? Sure. Uh, how's, how's that gone since? Um, it's gotten a lot better. I, I think I would say that when I left Bartlesville, it went to complete oblivion. That sure. They were, they were like, I, did, I stopped attending church, thinking about it, pushed it as far away from my, my mind as possible. Cause got really just, into World of Warcraft. Got, I did get, well, that was, yeah, that was my senior year of high school. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I uh, <laughs> did do that for about a year, um, mm. which is insane. But I, um, upon, you know, moving out, living by myself, it, did, it really didn't come up for a few years. I would say we'd, you know, you, Will, and I had moved in together before I had addressed it mm -hmm. at any point. And, uh, and then I needed to, you know, there was yeah. some big stuff that, that happened that, um, uh, that I, I absolutely needed to, to figure out, you know, what, what am I here for? Yeah. Because you know, that that kind of question lingers, and then if you let it linger long enough without an answer, it's uh, it can be troublesome. Yeah, yeah, it can kind of eat at you for sure. Right. Did you ever feel like you got any answers to those questions? Yeah, I do. I uh, I mean, uh, f through a few different uh, methods. I think it all started with um, <laughs> weirdly enough yoga. I started stretching a bit. Cool. And this was coming out of pretty much like a year-long depression after we had been robbed. That mm -hmm. I was like, so I was just in a, in a super bad place mentally. And um, but I was like, oh fuck it, I'll do this before I go to bed. And every day, noticing a, a gradual change. You know, I oh, this is a lot easier than it was the day before. Oh, and wow, I, things that I never knew I could do being able to do them. And then I started thinking, it's like, oh, there's, there's more to this. There are other, there are other muscles that I'm simply not stretching. And because I'm not stretching them, sp spiritual muscles I'm referring to here. Okay. Yeah. You cool. know okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Praise that. Praise because I've paid no attention to them. They feel inflexible. They feel mm -hmm. absent. Uh, they feel strained and they need some exercise. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, so some meditation came into place and, uh, Read the Bhagavad Gita, which is a, mm -hmm. which was excellent. I mean, kind of flipped the the Holy Trinity kind of around for me, where it was less external and it, it brought it all in. You know, mm -hmm. it was it's like 
you know, God doesn't have to be out there and, and the Son wasn't somebody else and the Holy Spirit's this other thing. It's like you can be all of it. And, you, and once yeah. you recognize that, and that's not to say that, you know, I am God and you're not. It's that everybody right. has that. Yeah. Right. Everybody has that same connection if they are to to recognize that. Yeah. So it's just it's just a matter of of taking action and learning those things for myself, figuring out what I did agree with and did not um instead of it just ignoring it for yeah. years. <laughs> right. Well, it seems like we're really close to this one already, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you to drive it home. What do you feel like your most concise take on I guess spirituality and what everything is right now on on a personal level or on like a global scale what are we what are you looking for let's go personal yeah what is okay so repeat the question one more time yeah i really fell over that one again um i guess what i'm asking is what do you feel like it all is all of this like today Mm -hmm. yeah interesting question yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah, um, yeah no, pr- no sweat. Yeah, no. I. Uh, we can edit out silence, so this is okay. Yeah, 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 yeah that's cool. That. Yeah, it's, cool. It's, it's a safe space. Let me think. I, I live in a beautiful world, and I, for a long time, did not see that, that was unable to look past any of these frustrating and impossible situations that seemed very unfair and um, painful to address. And finding out that there is a way to alleviate that pain by recognizing that it is not for you to control. It is not for you to know the answers to. It is for you to experience, and it is for you to learn from. And that's the only way you can go forward. And, that, and for me, that is that is what the spirituality is about in any sense. It, is it, it doesn't have to be, oh, yeah, I pray to God every night. It could be, oh, I, I see amazing things when I look into the universe or um, the morning wind or whatever it is that picks you up and takes you where you're supposed to be going. And it's just trusting that. Uh, so it's, it is a huge part of my life at this point. It is um, essential in a way because it's, it is trusting something beyond what, what is in your control. So this, um, yeah, I'm not going to get too specific with it, but it was, um, an alarming experience mm. for me, and this was, I would say, last summer or last spring or summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through some some stuff with with m- wanting to move, but not being able to f- move from a house, not being mm-hmm. able to, and um, there was a lot. It's hard to be <laughs> kind of opaque about this. What it boils down to is I got off the phone with my mom with this uncertainty. You know, I, I really don't know why I can't say yes to this this scenario, but why can't I say that? And it, for a long time, I had, that had been in my mind, but I had not 
been able to answer that question. So you just kind of just go away. I'll deal with that later. I'll drown it out with whatever. And I remember getting off the phone, kind of stewing over for over it for a bit, um, going through my regular night routine, and getting into bed. And for the first time in six years, seven years, I prayed, and and I it, it felt foreign at first because it was I had been meditating and whatnot, which brings attention to the fact you know you're having these thoughts, but they're just thoughts. Let them go. So in that way, it's it's clarifying, but um, but that was the first time I I was ever to the point of saying I there is no thing there's nothing I can do there's no solution for me I need help and for is it's the only thing in my life that I would have considered to be an epiphany that for about a half an hour half an hour I was verbalizing questions and answers, questions that would each one dig deeper into the root of what that problem was and immediately an answer. So why do you feel this way? Well, it's this, but what about that? This, And it was all in my voice, but it didn't feel like I was generating any of it. And it was bizarre. It was it shook me. You know, I, I finished that and I was just kind of weeping. <laughs> and uh, And joyful for the first time in a very long time and I, th I think to me the most immediate and remarkable n n understanding of oh something big just happened was that I had this extremely severe uh, lower back pain I had a, a bad squat at the gym a, about a year prior to that and for the better part of that year you know, bending over was very difficult. Sneezing was terrifying. Yeah. You know, I felt like I was at any point about to lose my legs. And after that happened, it was fine. It was, I, I it aches occasionally, but it was fine. You know, and I had, I had not come nowhere close to being comfortable with it in the entirety of that time. And I mean that was the closest thing to a, like a personal m miracle healing. I didn't ask for <laughs> for that. That wasn't what it was about. Um, but it happened, and it just blew my mind. And like, who do you talk to about that? That's yeah, <laughs> you talk to us <laughs> on the praise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. I came home right crazy. after that. Yeah. I like. I walked in the door, and you were like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> "It was big," and uh, just right away, huh? Immediate. Like, I opened my eyes at the end of it, and I didn't hurt. And I, I remember, I was like, wow, that's an incredible feeling. I'm going to go to bed and see how that <laughs> plays out. Maybe I'm just, you know, losing it. Like, but, you know, since then, ex with the exception of moving recently, lifting a lot of heavy stuff, mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt. You know, I don't, I don't, and it really was the point where I couldn't pick stuff off the ground, or I, you know, like I was saying, sneezing was terrifying. It was Th that bad. I probably should have gone to a doctor in retrospect. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But, you know. Man. It's kind of bizarre. Man, that's incredible. Like, that whole thing, that whole entire thing you just said was incredible. You took the air out of the room. Dude, yeah, I know. I love that. I, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah uh, that was some uh, absolutely beautiful stuff you said. Yeah. You yeah. answered that question wonderfully. Um I'm so happy you're doing the podcast. Me <laughs> like, too.
Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. I'm glad too because it's not often talked about. Yeah. In my realm, and that's awesome. Yeah. Often thought about, not <laughs> not often articulated. Not not very yeah. vocalized all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of Gotham to watch. We don't really talk right. about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we got to be upset. <laughs> yeah. We need to spend our time being upset. Bring me back down a bit. You know. Yeah. Just get me out of. <laughs> Those joyful feelings are cumbersome. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Too many smiles. Ah, mm-hmm. That's that's extremely cool, Aaron. That's good. I I really like that. Uh, I've got the Bhagavad Gita upstairs, but I've only read like a pinch of it. But I've liked what I've read. Um, it's very cool that you've gotten through the whole thing. That's neat. And I do really vibe on the idea that faith is more of an internal thing than an external thing mm-hmm. right it's so it's guilty that way i mean it's yeah it, it every i feel like the way i grew up in church i was trying to get this thing marketed to me that your faith is a personal relationship with with something else mm-hmm. something else that isn't you something else that is potentially far away something something difficult to define things like that but it's out there <laughs> yeah the important thing is it's it's in heaven it's somewhere else um it's not here because here you can tell because here isn't good or what have you right? that is sort of the central thesis of the way i was raised yeah in the church which is like the the whole protestant thing is life is hell but heaven is heaven yeah you know what's heaven? Heaven. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, great, great, great riffs on this podcast. Yeah, we're doing. We're here to but do the, joke. But the Gita brings it in. Yeah, that it, like heaven isn't somewhere you go. It is a place to be attained here by reaching that state of mind. Yeah, it's it's not a heaven becomes less of a place and more of a state. Yeah, yeah, more Same of a as hell. Yeah, you know, I mean, mm. you create your own hell. And you live in it every day. Yeah. That's your decision. Yeah. Uh, hell is just sort of a departure from that state, I think. Mm-hmm. But th- Which is I, what I, it's described in Christianity, too. Hell is described as separation from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, you know, fire and brimstone is mostly what they talk about when they talk about where Satan goes. Right. Mm-hmm. And that feels metaphorical. And I guess the ironic thing is what that church wasn't doing to make it personal was explaining that it is internal and not appealing to an external force. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. That's what you made me think of when you were, when you were talking. Mm. This is good. This is good. You guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys want to move into the meme punks. Let's talk about the meme punks. This Me- is by, this is uh, <laughs> recommended to us by Kirsten Thurkelson. 40 minutes and 25 seconds. I, I got about 14 minutes early, but or 14 seconds early, but that's what we're going to get for this a 48-minute par- video. This is apparently a worship song parody by, by a band with Kirsten's friend in it. We're going to take us to a real place, um, to a happy place. Where things are better than they are here. Um, 
this land is uh, religious land. And <laughs> we like to tell the journey we're about to take you on praise and worship. They are killing this crowd. Yeah, this crowd loves this. Did they say brains and worship? I think they probably did. Yeah, I, I had a hard time with that. Yeah. <laughs> somebody is howling in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, somebody thinks guitar is hilarious. Major chords are like comedy gold to somebody. Worship boxes. Yeah, it's so far just straight up. What? Now, <laughs> I feel like I do. Uh, what I like is their commitment to the bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that. This is fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I've I've turned around on this. I'm not gonna shit on this because it's so straight ahead, like worship music. They're really this playing the great. long con on this one. Yeah, this is yeah. a slow burner, which I wasn't expecting it to be. It isn't just wall-to-wall -wall parody. Right. If you pick any 30 seconds out of it, you might just get earnest worship out of it. Yeah. Man. I, I think this is good, maybe. I'm going to go ahead and say it's good. Yeah. There's something real fun about worship music that yeah. also is in this DIY setting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think, we, I think we got it. Hey, Kirsten, if you're listening, thank you so much for recommending that to us. Are you yeah. guys ready for thoughts and prayers? Yes, I'm absolutely ready for thoughts and prayers. We're calling this segment Thoughts and Prayers. We have gone to ChristianForums.net to... Give advice to the web's Christians again today. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. This is from user Wondering. The title is SMS Speak. Here are some questions I often consider and think about. One. It's a list of three things. One. Do all these SMSs the young generation send ruin their future capability of conversation in any way? 
Two, are these cell phone visits, in quotes, which are constant, which are going on constantly, comma, going to change our future social life? Three, is there a chance that they might even be changing relationships? Overexposure? If you think they are, for better or for the worse? (laughs) (laughs) There's a footnote. SMS, short message service. Parentheses, or text message. They saved no time by writing SMS in the first place. No, no, not at all. What I love about this submission is that they assumed that SMS was the predominant term (laughs) for what that service is. When do you think, what year you think this is from? 2025. It's from the future. (laughs) Whoa! Aaron, do you have a guess? Um... I don't know when this this forum started. Oh six. Oh six. Okay, the hints w- we'll give you is it is semi-active. Yeah, semi-active. Okay, I'm gonna go with oh six. I want to say this is like a first first in there forum post. This was from Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody last week was like, "I'm sick of all these teens sending their SMSs." To each other. <laughs> Better yet, someone on Tuesday said, Have you guys noticed? Yeah. These rectangles <laughs> that make my grandson not pay attention to me. <laughs> I wonder if it's making things different. <laughs> He's sending messages. What sends messages on my phone? SMS. Short message. What is SMS? Google's short message. All right. Hey, quit sending those SMSs. (laughs) So here's some. uh, Teens don't know. Teens Mm -hmm. don't know what those are called. Nope, not at all. Here's. uh, There's there's some weird forum just sort of antics that happen here that I want to get into. Uh, The Mm -hmm. next post is from user He is Risen 2018, Summer Rose. Frankly, I don't know too much about SMS, which is why I allowed you to start this topic. (laughs) 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 Who is this? He is risen. Who is this person from? Tuesday. Hang on. (laughs) Because this is a user that's only been on this forum since 2018, unless they predicted that, like, unless they put it there like 10 years ago, there's no way they've got the seniority to allow people to fucking post on this right. website. <laughs> yeah, hold up. So, did Wandering send He Has Risen 2018 a message saying, can I please make a thread <laughs> about SMSs? We gotta find out. And they said, yeah, make a thread. I've never heard of SMSs. <sighs> Hang on, I just got a text. <laughs> Here's Here we go. I don't know too much about SMS, which is why I allowed you to start the topic. But I do know that there isn't anything that you can get from a phone that you can't get from actually ringing the doorbell and visiting somebody. 
This is a that's, person that's categorically incorrect. That yeah, this really is a person is. who has never had a friend that doesn't live next door to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, how else? Yeah. I'm not going to pretend that doesn't sound sweet sometimes. Sure. sure, of course. But also, that is just a categorically wrong statement that you mm. can't get anything from a phone that you could ringing the doorbell. Yeah. You know what I can get from a phone? Hmm. Subway. Yeah, that's true. You know what I can't get by ringing my neighbor's doorbell? What? Subway. That's true. <laughs> uh, you tried. What if they're eating Subway? If they're eating Subway, maybe they'll share. But then you're But they probably will maybe share with a loved one and not me. <laughs> Who just maybe noticed they got Subway and wanted some. Smelling that boy. I'm coming in. (laughs) That boy. Ding dong. dong. Hey. Is that a meatball marinara? Can I hit that? (laughs) (laughs) The only way to ask for a Subway sandwich out of somebody else's hand. (laughs) Can I hit that sandwich? Yo, can I hit that sandwich? (laughs) Can I hit that? You can't ring the, like... It's it, way it's, it's harder. A, it's a big meat blunt. That's what a sub. That's what a sub sandwich is. You got to hit it. They heat it up beforehand. Uh-huh. It's a, it's irresponsible. They don't like open flames by their uh, their buns. They don't torch mm. it, but they toast it. They toast it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the difference. That's how you're you supposed to do it. You can ask for a torch, but it you can tell they don't like to do it. <laughs> you can see it in the, the boy worker eyes. Ever since that extra twenty seconds. Can I get that cold cut combo? Torched? <laughs> I want a hot hut combo. <laughs> that torch. We do have to. We have to advise this person though. Uh, wait, so, wait, wait, true. wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. One. I've got some more forum posts. More antics. Okay. Yeah. Hi, wondering. This is by Tessa. I believe they become addicted to SMS, and it seems to be the most important thing in their life. It can ruin relationships. Example. Someone just got dumped. Yeah. By the way. Well, here's the thing, Heath. <laughs> Example. On the way to my husband's funeral. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Finish it. On the way to my husband's funeral, my best friend was sending SMS all the way to the cemetery. It hurt me because it felt, I felt it was disrespectful to my husband. As long as it is under control, it's okay, but it seems to have replaced social life. It can be cool for people who are housebound, whatever they age they are. I think a phone call, a visit, or a letter is much warmer. So well, I can't, I can't be mad at her for uh, no, of course, uh, no SMS lingo. No, I mean it sounds like she went through something, mm-hmm. and she may have just sort of attached it to that. That's the thing. Listen, I. I know, you know, better than most people that it sucks when a husband dies. But, like, I'm not going to get mad at somebody for texting near me. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like, that's sure. something you want to detach yourself from, and I get it. Yeah. Here's that's, a, what the, that's what's happening. And I guess yeah. that's probably why she's concerned. Because before you had the that outlet, you just kind of had to sit there or talk about it. Yeah. Right, yeah. But now here's don't. Here's I, – I can't blame this person texting either because who wants to – just 
not everybody just wants to talk yeah about it let people grieve different also yeah. here's a here's a strange thing to ex- to exclaim to somebody sure put your phone away my husband's dead <laughs> it's a hard sell yeah <laughs> sorry those seem like two different sort of things Did f- name of the episode was, oh. Sorry, name of the episode, Put Your Phone Away, My Husband's Dead. <laughs> uh, so, so guys, let, let's, let's wrap this one up here. Is the world changing because of phones? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. But it also changed because of trains. Like, you can't yeah. pull that thread. I mean, people have always been sure. as good and as shitty as they've always been. Right. The types of relationships change. Yes. I would say a lot of the... Because you couldn't have a lot of friends. You know, you can have a lot mm. of, like, internet friends or whatever. Sure. Right. Uh, real or not, you know. you know, Bots are fun to talk to. That's yeah. true. That's true. I can IM some bots, but... I've got people I'm good friends with on the phone and I've, that are just acquaintances in person. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not here to be mad about that. Right. Yeah. It's fine. There are people, you know what? That's right. There are people that I just, like, we fave all each other's stuff on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And then when I see them in real life, you don't, like. (laughs) You show them tweets. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm just like, hey, what's up? Good to see you. Well, see ya. Like, generate content at you later. Yeah. They're different relationships. If anything, it's not bad. It's not good. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Nobody needs fucking 300 best friends. No. That's exhausting. Mm-mm. You got to remember 300 birthdays. Yeah. Although statistically, you could just tell all of them you're in your group chat happy birthday and one of them's going to be right if you've got 300 of them. That's sure. true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just proclaim happy yeah. birthday every day. What, what was the third part of that question? <laughs> the third part of the question was, is there a chance that they might even be changing relationships, which Aaron answered. Which which we got there. What's yeah. what's the one we didn't hit? Overexposure with a question mark. Look, probably, but we're having babies with uh, iPads in their face. Today. Yeah, I feel like that would be that might be cause for an alarm, especially yeah. if they're SMSing. Yeah, you shouldn't. What be kind SMSing? of garbage yeah. are they SMSing? Yeah, what if what if iPads for babies is like vaping for your eyes? <laughs> Whoa, we don't know how bad it is for you yet. Like the science just ain't in yeah. on. Maybe it's making more adjusted kids, though. Man, maybe or maybe not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe like it's, uh, vaping for your eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's always the thing with big generational changes is that we have no idea how it's going to affect our kids. And regardless, they're going to fucking hate us for it. Yeah, it's a roll of the dice. That's true. (laughs) They're going to be so mad at us. Yep. (laughs) Which parents did the best out of every generation of parents? Mm. Were the Flintstones pretty good to that? (laughs) Yeah, kids. hey, yeah. Well, no. Bam, they were pretty neglectful. Well, <laughs> giving them big sticks to run around with. Because, look, Bam Bam. Completely I th- violent. I think there was something wrong with Bam Bam a little bit that they may have had to have go to a pter- pterodactyl doctor for. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe, I don't know. I, when's a kid got to know more words than one? Right. Years he went on with just those 
Just the bam. Maybe if he had like a stegosaurus pad when he was a baby, <laughs> maybe he would be doing a lot better. He could have a big vocab. Yeah, he'd be. He knows bam. Guys, I'm calling bam, an audible. Smash. Sorry. I'm calling an audible. I just found another post. <laughs> okay. Called public. I know. I know, Jill. But it's called public apology to He Is Risen 2018. <laughs> so, He Is. Tatalina said. He is risen 2018. I am really sorry that I've mistaken you for this Italian woman who follows me around. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. What? It's a, it's a huge thing. I'm going to read it really fast and then we'll move on. I'm really sorry that I've mistaken you for this Italian woman who follows me around, harassing me and running to the all-admins, constantly complaining about me and gossiping, of course. She would brown-nose all the admins until they were wrapped around her finger because she is a mastermind at manipulation. She follows me from forum to forum, instantly messaging members mostly about grievances against me. She would always have admin favor because she worked so hard to flatter and butter up the admins. It's weird because you know so much about me and I have never in my life had so much in common with anyone. And that last message you sent me creeped me out because most of it had to do with me. Do you see and understand why that's why? I was under such distress and being hypervigilant. She will do a smear campaign against me trying to prevent me from making any friends so that I can have a good Christian support system to destroy my reputation by sending messages about me to anyone who she sees me getting close to, especially to admins. She'll run to them every time I do something wrong. It's so sad and frustrating that people can get away with. I hope you can forgive me for me mistrusting you and believing you were my narcissistic stalker. I really do hope we can be friends again because we have so much in common. Maybe you are my soul sister. Big turn. No, seriously, when I came to this forum, I had interest in all of your threads, but then I got scared because of the saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I want to apologize for the misunderstanding. It just scares the living hell out of me that I have found someone on my level, someone who gets me. It scared the crap out of me because that's exactly what I thought. It really did freak me out and made me angry because it felt so hopeless and that I was never meant to have any friends. I was bullied by this woman and her flying monkeys because of I have because of it I have PTSD, <laughs> severe social anxiety. Anyways, I'm sorry. So look, it's a lot to chew on. <laughs> Here's the thing about ChristianForums.net. Yeah, there are a lot of good adjusted Christian folks on here. Uh huh. And then there are just some folks who make me go, uh oh, that's a schizophrenic person. Yeah. Yeah, it's a red Because flag. that person is living a sort of it follows situation mm-hmm. with this Italian woman who is also maybe he is risen twenty eighteen. I hope that I hope they get better. Okay, so <laughs> I think mine's gonna be quick. This is from Sunny Sam forty three. Sent my GF a surprise, but she's moving. I'm having a huge problem right now, guys. A few months ago, I pre-ordered a package to be delivered to my girlfriend overseas in Thailand. Okay. We met each other through a romance tour service more than a year ago. And I've been... Uh, Sorry, go on. And I've been planning a surprise since then. 
After we got together in a relationship, mm. I bought her this awesome statue of a pink elephant, which she's been wanting since she was little. I was able to find one online with a very intricate design attached with some precious jewels. <laughs> since the statue was a bit expensive for my budget, I reserved it and pre-ordered it until I was able to pay everything off. So here's my problem now. It turns out that she's moving to another apartment in a couple of days, and the package might arrive a few days afterwards. The timing could not have been more inappropriate. <laughs> what do I do, guys? Okay. She doesn't know yet where she's moving to exactly. Out of here. Since she's still deciding which apartment to choose from. So I'm like a sitting duck here. Guys, do I really need some advice? I need help. What should I do? Look, Sunny Sam 43. Camp out. <laughs> I hate to welcome you to the real world like this a little bit. Yeah. Oh, but it sounds like it sounds like your credit card information got got a little bit, my man. Just a bit. Yeah, potentially. Because, hey, hang on. Where do I send this elephant? It should be here. You know, it's it's overseas. It's international shipping, so maybe a week. Mm. I don't know. I'm moving. And I don't know where I'm moving yet. Well, it'll get there in time, <laughs> I think. <sighs> right? Yeah. Yeah, you got to go to Thailand, camp out outside this apartment, take that elephant back. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking that someone's not being forthcoming. Yeah, something's yeah. going on here. This seems might be best to cut your losses. This Also, what is romance? What is a romance tour? That sounds like a real sort of coded That's name coded for... name for sex tourism. Yeah, romance services. Mm. Romance delivered to your oh, door. Boy. With, yep, the phones did that too. It changed it. I, I, <laughs> man, this this guy's in some. Uh, this guy's in some doo doo. Yeah, there's no there's no fixing this. I, I feel think. so bad. Let me see if so let me bad. see if when any, is this from? Let me. Oh, this is from. 2018, January 10th. God damn it. This is happening right now. Uh, okay. There's only one reply, and it's uh, it's an I hope it works out. <laughs> which, Thoughts and prayers. Which, to be honest, if anyone came to me with that advice to my face, I would say the same thing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hope it works out. Good hey, good luck. luck. <laughs> yeah. Look. Mail yourself to Thailand. Mm -hmm. When you arrive at Thailand, find her apartment that she lives in now. Surprise her and volunteer to help her move. Now, there may be a chance that she's not there. Sure. In which case, like Alex said before, that's where the pink elephant will go. Mm-hmm. And just take it back. Yeah. Or begin your new life in Thailand. Sell the pink elephant in Thailand. For There's precious jewels. Yeah. You're ready to be a millionaire in Thailand, my man. Yeah, you could probably live 
pretty good, think, maybe. Think of how many romantic tours you could go on. Mm-hmm. Six. <laughs> About six. Okay. But but cancel that credit card immediately. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. First, yeah. First. <laughs> she okay. give you the link to the website too. Cancel cancel your credit card. Tell your mom to change your maiden name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Go back into the archives and change what elementary school you went to. Yeah, change, change, change the elementary school you attended. Uh, and I think you're going to be fine. I think you're going to make it. Aaron, what do you got? All right. So um, this is an oldie. This is 2015. Ooh, baby. From a man or uh, a more spirit innocent, of some sort. A much more His innocent. His name is Ghost. Man. So, you Ooh. know, could be rough. Hello, everyone. As I am new to the forum, I was completely at a loss trying to figure out what was the appropriate forum to post this strange question in, so I had to guess. And since I am 16, and this is a sort of a general life question, I thought maybe it would fit here. If this is the wrong forum and you'd like me to post elsewhere, I'd be happy to. I have a question. I did not know what to ask or, or want to ask anyone I know about it, so I've decided the next best thing would be this Christian forum. Pose it to you all anonymously. Although I would easily be able to ask others about it, since I was raised in a Christian home and my parents actively go to church, that's not what's preventing me from inquiring without the nice, comfy uh, veil of anonymity. He is oh, taking, no. like, six warm-up <laughs> laps. Right, right, oh, boy. <laughs> Buddy. So the question is kind of awkward, but there's no point in beating around the bush. <laughs> More than I already have, yes. So right. to get to the point... <laughs> Since I was young, I've always had dreams about being Satan and the Antichrist. They used to scare me quite a bit, but I've become used to them by now. They'd occurred much more frequently when I fell asleep at church camp I used to go to. Usually in these dreams, the time period was around the end of days. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They've become Seven less... 7.15. <laughs> They've become <laughs> less frequent, but, I'd still, but I'll still occasionally have them. I can't really go into specifics with the other content in the dreams because there's been many and they all take place in different places with different people and different things happen. The only constant is, well, I tried Googling it, but the only results pertain to having dreams where demons or Satan appeared and not being him. I'm not really sure what to make of it all. I, my thing is, if this kid is worried that he's actually Satan, do you think Satan would... Have that insecurity about himself. Wow. To take it to an, a website of his enemies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Hang on. Go on. <laughs> you guys have seen the film The Santa Claus, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This 16-year-old kid killed Satan. Oh, man. <laughs> But rules are rules. Yeah. There's got to be a Satan. And who better to be Satan than the guy bad enough to kill Satan? Yeah. I think he he said it started in church camp, which leads me to believe he went to church camp so hard that he defeated Satan there. He and didn't. Unfortunately, became yeah, him. He but. didn't, unfortunately, flesh this out much. But what if he was the first kid to pray that Satan died? <laughs> uh, he, whoa! No one's ever thought to do that. Yeah. Hey, Christians, life hack. You could just pray for Satan to die. 
but there's a catch. <laughs> <laughs> You're in. Bit of bit of a monkey's paw situation <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> here. Uh, I can't wait for him to post again and say, "Hey, about what age did you guys grow a tail?" <laughs> <laughs> Is hooves a part of puberty? <laughs> hey, I'm getting great at playing my BC Rich guitar. <laughs> Is this normal? We gotta go. We gotta <laughs> move on. Yeah, I'm so... Um, talk someone else into praying for Satan to die. Yeah. Unfortunately, you'll die. Right. But... but- you won't have to be Satan. Do you want to die or be Satan? You gotta weigh your options. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's time for Tune Talk. It's time to talk that good tune. Alright, buckle down. We're gonna get into some Tune Talk. Right now. Uh, dude, so, Aaron, tell us a little bit about John Foreman. Just run us through his significance to you. Yeah, uh, John Foreman. Frontman... Switchfoot, a band that I, I believe that was the first concert I went to. It was, uh, I got I cannot remember who else was was at the show, but uh, went with youth group and was just struck by them having you know good meaning songs without being overtly Christian, and that was kind of their big thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, John Foreman would go to record these solo EPs. And uh, which were more pointedly Christian, you know, re- definitely referencing scripture a lot more commonly. Um, but there was just something about him that really resonated with me. And and one of those entertainers that, you know, when you meet him in the crowd after the show, nothing else is going on her- around him. And that was the first time I'd experienced, you know, somebody who I really admired, who was humble enough to you're the only one here, you know, when you go, you're just a fan talking to him, but no, I'm here with you. And that's the general sense you get. And, uh, and I think that that spoke just so much about him as him and his character that, uh, that brought me to those, those solo EPs and they're, they're fantastic listening. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, the four different seasons were the first four that came out. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, they all came out at the same time, but that's probably not. <laughs> More or less, the first one came out in 07, and the other three came out in 08. Okay. 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 Do we want to pick one to uh, to really take to a, really dive in to and really then, like, munch on? Yeah, get one song from the other three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that. All right. On the spring EP. Mm-hmm. Let's do. Uh, man, let's do your love is strong. wind in the background of this that's so yeah. good some thunder wow. sorry that was me <laughs> doing fully work heavenly father you always amaze me let your kingdom come in my world and in my life give me the food I need to live through the day and forgive me as I forgive the people that wrong me. 
Huh. It's just a realistic yeah. prayer. Yeah. So, I think. Yeah. So, and the, that's just the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. The, the vibe I'm pulling off this one is it is more Christian than Switchfoot. Oh, yeah. But not in a way that's really proselytizing. It, it, it plays more Christian because it's more personal. Does that make sense? Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Alex, what are you thinking? No, that's 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 perfect. I love what he does with atmosphere. Because mm-hmm. it's easy for an acoustic song to sound kind of empty. Right. And he fills it out with in all kinds of really creative ways. Yeah. The sounds of the seasons. Yeah. Shit. The dang thunderstorm. Ugh. Is this uh, is the spring EP what we're rating here? We're gonna give one of I these mean, EPs not, a, not a rating out of twelve disciples. I, su- I suppose so. Okay, yeah. Um, let's just make this the one we sit on. It doesn't mean we don't. It doesn't mean we don't get to like look at other ones. But um, I want to at least get to a little bit of each track on this one. Yeah. Sure. I mean, did you want to? S- yeah, let's do this or start at the top. Or let's what? start at the top. Let's just uh, a fun prelude. Yeah. We set out from home early one morning. Mm. Who's singing on this with him? Good question. Doesn't say on here. We Mary Rachel Jensen. Got it. Mm. Great, great tuba work here. I don't recognize that name, but this is a fun song. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And this is it. I mean, it's over. That's great. This is, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's fun. Yeah. I, you don't usually see a lot of stylistic variants on solo acoustic eps Those, mm. that's kind of like the it's kind of like the trio of like it's just me and a guitar right. sort mm. of type stuff so good on this album for having a having some fun with it yeah let's let's move on to love isn't made the next one here ooh This is so cool. Yeah. Wow. I like. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, it's a big sound made up of a bunch of small sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly gets there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, this song's four minutes long. Is there anywhere we should skip to? Try the middle. I don't know. Oh, nice. Only Toms. Driving around this 
Just like the shoes in 2006. <laughs> Just like the sort of shoe situation in 2006. <laughs> Tom's really on the Only Tom's. Too, yeah. That could understand how much I miss you now, and so I arrive at the conclusion. Man, love isn't made. This love fucking owns bones. Yeah. Um. Wow. There's a sort of Sufjan Stevens type thing going on. Oh yeah. Where there's drums, but there's not. A full kit being used. It's mm. kind of just, it's kind of a la carte where that's, I, yeah. I just want toms. I just want to ride on this one. Uh, I'm going to, I want to block and spiel later. Just sort of things passing in and out mm. that reminds me of especially the Greetings from Michigan album that Sufjan did. Mm. I have zero background yeah, with Sufjan Stevens. Oh, it's okay. He's You would really like Sufjan Stevens. I've heard a bit of Sufjan Stevens. Okay. I do like it. Personally okay. recommend oh, yeah. Sufjan Stevens. Yeah. Good album to start with. Come on, feel the Illinois is the... Girls, rock your boys. <laughs> your illa boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's the big sort of operatic album, but there's plenty of like smaller scale stuff that's rad. pretty satisfying as well. Yeah, the, I, really, I really like the... I'm going to stick with calling it all the cart instrumentation. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron, talk me through the lyrics on this one. Is there anything special lyrically? With love isn't made. With yeah, with love isn't made. Any lyrical highlights that we we missed out on by not hearing the whole song? Oh, it's been so long since I've really listened to. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the album. I mean, I I've always been very fond of his his lyricism, both with mm-hmm. with Switchfoot and in these. These EPs, just because they are, I don't know, they're very honest. They, yeah. They're, they're not very obscure in what they're trying to say. Yeah. And, uh, so I arrive at the conclusion that love isn't made, love doesn't sell or pay, but we buy and sell our love away. You know, that's, wow. that's the crux of it. Wow. It has no, is the value assigned to it, and we under and overvalue it at the same time put too much into it hmm. and we give it away mm-hmm. like it's nothing it's interesting huh. but we should give it away like it's everything yeah right right yeah praise that praise that give it away give it away give it away now word up <laughs> what do we got next uh up next we've got in my arms here my dear this is where Oh, shake the nightmare free I dream To hold you in my arms I dream To hold you in my arms So a little more stripped down Well, wait There's a string Ooh. 
or Sufjan vibes. I like that spaghetti western guitar. That like dong dong dong. Man, I love how like it's it's upbeat, but he's still whispering the whole time. Yeah, that's I like that kind of. It's soft, but not sad. He's making a lot of off the beaten path sort of choices with chord structure too. Yeah. Which I really like, because when you get <clears throat> when you get a Christian acoustic album, you don't really see a lot of adventurous choices being made in song structure for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's being bold with it, which I really appreciate. Yeah, each one is is unique mm-hmm. in yeah. its own way, instrumentation and arrangement wise. Yeah. Otherwise. I really like the way that it sounds like he just did this in a room. Yeah. Yeah. Like it it feels very um self-produced, which mm-hmm. it it probably wasn't, but I really like that sort of profile of it. Right. You know. I think this was like his own label. I think this might have been his first endeavor on his own label, so Likely self-produced. What's his label called? Mm. Good question. Again. <laughs> um, fiction. No. Something. For, no, I don't know. I can look it up. Okay. I- instead of self-produced, I'm going to say DIY. I think that's a bit more of a concise way to put that. Lowercase people records. Oh, shit. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's also my aesthetic. Uh, Jill says she's getting a lot of city and color vibes. Oh. This is so good. I, I like that the Spring EP specifically has a lot of themes based around what sounds like romantic love. Yeah. Because the that's. Of... Yeah, the, the growing of love. I want to hold you in my arms. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very spring, you know, spring folks. That's the the horny season, right? This um, is a, this is a great album to start with, or the the right EP to start with. Because yeah. I do think this is the beginning of the cycle. As you work your way through the year, you know, winter is going to have that. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the the same like love centered things that mm-hmm. viewing from the the perspective of like this is an old love. Or this is, wow. you know, a broken love, you know, that kind of deal. Working mm-hmm. way there. Sure. We're going to play a Ray LaMontagne track for comparison. For comparison. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
He was doing some mouth drums there. I love mouth drums. What that, might, that might have been me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, also it, good. It was a, it was a very intuitive addition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go to "Baptize My Mind" by John Foreman here. I'm much more. This song is in five. Reaching, always reaching, never reaching solid ground. Yeah. Yeah. Chipper. And then, of course, for this to grow, first it must die. Love that. I mean, you know that's my shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of another Christian song in five. No. It's the forbidden number. Mm-hmm. It's prime. Yeah. No good. <laughs> shit. This is a strong album. Yeah, this rules. This, this is owns a, bones. This is an incredibly strong album. You can really, you can really tell that he got to really do whatever he felt like doing, mm-hmm. mm. which is not something you see a Christian artist of that level get to do very often. Right. Which th- I I feel like this kind of makes a case for high level Christian artists being able to creatively branch and mm. be more creative under the right conditions. Yeah. Yeah. There's only actually one more song on this EP that we haven't heard yet. Okay. Let's, so uh, we'll, let's have it. We'll, we'll do that. And then we'll just dip our, our little toesies into these other two boys. These other three. Love the choices he's making here. Sorry, I just want to hear that real delicate note. Again. 
Hard at the insults we threw is the weight of the world found revenge. So good. Wow. I'm gonna have a really hard time finding, you know, critically negative things to say about this. You just—it's too good. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna try, but I can't make any promises. Yeah. It's. It feels both airtight in execution and concept to mm -hmm. me maybe if i maybe i can poke some holes in it with a little bit more time but that's the ep yeah uh let's uh, give us a couple of, uh, w w what's good on fall on fall let's see when it's all good yeah that's the thing um, i think is going to be true A uh, southbound train is excellent. Okay. Is the fall his latest? No, no that was the first no. one. Oh, uh, I feel like I listened to his latest EP. Yeah, which one like is the Wonderlands? Darkness. Yeah, darkness. Yeah. Mm. That one was. The, the moon is a magnet on fall. is is a really interesting musically speaking. It's a, it's an interesting uh, piece. Yeah, let's let's crank that soldier boy. It's my favorite instrument. The bass clarinet. Yeah. Everyone's had it. Love is a sadness. Love is a madness. We are the addicts. What are we if we're not in love? This is so rhythmically interesting. how good of a lyricist he is. Yeah. Crazy. I could point to some Switchfoot songs that seemed kind of corny sure. or that mm. seem kind of corny now but this is this sort of replaces that corniness with earnestness in a way that is extremely refreshing to hear especially from a Christian artist. Mm -hmm. I was weirdly we've switched spots because you're usually I'm usually the lyrics guy. You're usually the music guy. See, you can I'm 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 trying to be better about that. Mm. I I definitely I definitely notice sound first, but mm. I'm at least trying to glean a vibe or a level of sincerity, sure, from them and and oh, sorry, something was going on. 
and this is extremely sincere. Yeah. Like it's an, it's extremely sincere from a guy who already knows how to write really 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 well. Yeah. Um if he if he had never marketed in Christian circles I I wouldn't have any doubt about him being I don't know if commercially successful is the word but artistically highly well respected in secular circles. Yeah. You know. Uh, what's what's one off of winter? Ooh. The sad the sad album. Oh, good, good, good. Give us the saddest um, one. The yeah, saddest please. one? Yes, please. I'm going to go ahead and say this absolutely somebody's baby. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> this isn't a Jackson Brown cover, is it? <laughs> let's let's do it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sad that's Dude, a sad one. That heavy. rules. Yeah. I mean again, the the lyricism. That's oh, the wow. bread and butter. <laughs> Just the fucking the level of empathy in that song. Yeah. I think that was a big one for me. Yeah. You know, I there was a there was a point and I I don't know which one came first, but there was like a, a mission trip that we went on to we went to Denver and um and you know we were this the way a presbyterian mission trip goes it's not you're trying to convert somebody it's let's just go hang out with people who people don't want to hang out with generally and like <laughs> you know just do stuff you know and if if they were to ask about it then we were okay to talk about it we never were to bring up you know that we were with a mission trip or anything like that that's a cool sort of dude that rules yeah, i mean it was like middle of summer handing out water bottles to people at a fucking bus station it was you know crazy hot and some people mm-hmm. some people really needed this and uh and that most people would just take it and go weren't really curious but the the people that you were able to talk to that we're living this difficult homeless life 
um, almost all of them had respectable lives up until that point. So a, a life that people in our society would have been really uh, all about. Mm-hmm. And then just something happened. You know, I lost the one I loved and I couldn't go on. And I, I, I nothing mattered, so I left it all. And you know, stuff like that. Right? You know, I've got a PhD. I'm living on the streets now, and it's so easy to look at that and and just assume they're all the same. Um, but yeah, it's this level of empathy that's that is required. I mean, that's that's what the song's all about. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's heart wrenching. But uh, but it is important. Man. You know, somebody's got to write about it. Yeah, <laughs> man, I gotta say, I I'm wish glad I could somebody is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could go back in time and have gone to your church. <laughs> yeah, that seems like such a, not only a more fun, but more effective strategy for a mission trip. Yeah. Right. Not trying to convert. Yeah. That was never the point. I basically had to, on my mission trips, I had to, like, cold call people to their faces, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, you, hey uh, you know where you're going when you die? Okay. <laughs> see, see ya. Have a cool one. Yeah. Hey, uh, free free admission to heaven. It's free. What do you? Come on, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a great headliner. It's the Lord your God, Christ. Yeah. And that's what comes to mind when it, when anybody, especially outside of the religious circle, would hear uh, like going on a mission trip. That's what. That's generally what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and that, you know, honestly, that breaks my heart because that's a, an immediate turnoff for people on the outside because they're like, "Oh, we're not good enough. Yeah. We're not good enough. We, you're better than me because you're part of this club." Whereas, you know, it was always, you know, you don't you don't get to tell people about a better world as if they're not a part of it. You show them, and if you if they notice and they they feel good about it, they'll they'll do the same, and they don't have to do it in the name of God or whatever they know that's just how you should live you should yeah. just live good in, in a way that you treat other people well yeah and you just love everybody that's it and, yeah. I, and it's so much better <laughs> yeah <laughs> then they come follow me come yeah. follow me yeah. that kind of business we're, we're all part of the world whether or not we whether or not we like to pretend we are or not you know yeah right. You guys ready to float into final thoughts? There's one more seasonal EP that I want to just do one song from real quick. Sure. Summer? There sure, sure. Summer. Um, yeah, summer's chill. Summer's very chill. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the House of God forever? Got it. On it. It's just a no- another duet. My phone died. <laughs> Will it plug into this? Yeah. Audible. This rules.
God damn. Yeah. This, this rips. This cat can play. Yeah, we for have a, sure. We have a drop one of those in a second. But. <laughs> yeah, this cat can play. incredible fucking shit that rips god damn it okay here's because that song's right up my alley i talked about this on the they might be giants episode where my favorite songs are very upbeat uh fun songs about dying <laughs> and this is exactly that it's kind of celebrating that <sighs> god i love uh, that yeah that checked all your boxes yeah right it was... musically it's it's it's, it's just interesting mm. You've got, mm-hmm. like, a lot of very panned strings, you know, kind of those harsh, uh, twangy strings coming from all different directions. It's cool. I, yeah, it, uh, like, over and over and over and over again, he keeps making these choices that he didn't, like, have to do in order, yeah. in order to sell an EP that everybody would have bought, but he did anyway. And it rips. Yeah. God, that whip sack. I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> you guys want to? You guys want to do final thoughts? Yes. Let's finish them. So the rating system is uh, it's out of twelve disciples, and keep in mind one of those disciples is Judas. Right. So you got to decide whether or not to give a Judas, and that can mean whatever you want. <laughs> um. Just kind of a velvet dagger. Mm. That's a, that's at least how I use it. You know, mm. no Judas trends it up. Judas trends it down. That kind gotcha, of thing. Gotcha, I think I'm ready to do it. Do it. So the things that stuck out to me that were good, I had a really hard time finding out, like finding something that I that I that wasn't there that I wanted. Mm. The things that I liked the most were these are more Christian albums than Switchfoot albums, but. They're, yeah. more, they're more personal. We talked about that. I just got done talking about the stylistic choices that he that that seemed to be successful every time he took a chance on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like he gets it in one every time he tries something new. The way instrumentation is sort of it feels like everything feels like sort of rented or like I just need this bass clarinet for this line Mm -hmm. and that's it. Like that's all the bass clarinet that's going to be here. That sort of a la carte thing that I was talking about reminds me a lot of Sufjan Stevens. The way the production sounds extremely DIY is a big plus for me. I like to listen to music that sounds like it's something that I could make if I was 
smarter or more dedicated. Right. <laughs> it sort of defies genre. Like this isn't yeah. this isn't a solo acoustic EP. A solo acoustic EP is a guy with a guitar. Mm. And this is way more than that. Yeah. It's a guy with a guitar and all and his magic circus band. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's the sound, right? Right. And here's the only thing. Here's the only thing because and this might feel a little bit cheap, but I think it's a strong case here. The only like minus I have here is that I want I want a large I don't want another EP. I want like a large scale like mega like sort of you want him to do a sergeant pepper like a real sort of quirky like esoteric like operatic concept album yeah. because these are all like fully realized records mm. but they but the concepts like are i mean it's appropriate that they're you know small mm. but i want a big thing i want a big thing from john foreman because i feel like if he were to do it, it would, it would absolutely hit. Maybe that's just all four of these EPs in order. It's a suite. Oh, that, that is how I always treated it. Okay, that it's it's a full cycle, and that they feed into each other. I like that. Um, it's just a never-ending sort of because it's the seasons, right? Yeah, right. And it's just a revelation of of. The state of mind that follows those, those, you know, periods of the year. Roughly, you know, according to one <laughs> yeah. one guy, not, not yeah. universally. That's right. cool. Uh, okay, I mean, that's a good point. I still want like a an LP. Yeah, right. all together. Now. I I still want an LP that sort of follows this thing. He needs a, he needs a Sergeant Peppers or mm -hmm. a, or a what's the Zappa one like Joe's Garage or whatever. Yeah. 12 judas okay yeah. okay who next i can go next i um this to me feels like it's like he took all of his switchfoot money and used it to do exactly what he wanted mm. because to rent a, a bass clarinet for a day like and also a bunch of other instruments that you just need for a second, like, and maybe a a bass clarinet player. Yeah, Probably. that like right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Gotta love it. All that stuff is very expensive, and he still made something that was very personal and very specific. He didn't fucking blow it out. This isn't, um, this isn't Rodney Dangerfield in a fucking Corvette in Caddyshack. Like this is a guy who had a very specific thing that he wanted to do and now finally had the resources to do it. Mm -hmm. And you can just... It's the most personal pipe dream thing I've ever heard a person make that doesn't fall victim to George Lucas syndrome. It never feels indulgent. It always just feels like he's showing you his bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perfect it, 11. It's sincere instead of indulgent. Right. That's an 11, no Judas? Yeah. Damn, doggy. Yeah, I know. Am, am I yep. supposed to rate this? Yep, you're up. I feel like I might be biased here. That's yeah. always the case. Well, I mean, just talk it out. Spin up to it. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, just, just, you know. This was, uh, these were defining EPs for me in, uh, in a lot of what made me want to pursue music. And uh, also huge in my, my faith, you know, and building that as a young man. And uh, I think he does an incredible job of bridging the overtly Christian and the personal, this is what, like, real people deal with. This isn't just a situation that only religious people will deal with. This is everybody, and this I'm just brave enough to say that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just bearing all. And uh, and it connects those dots very, very neatly. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't really step over that over that line in, uh, in really any places. He's a good guy. <laughs> Makes great music. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give him 11 because I don't I don't mm. understand this Judas situation. I don't want to. Is that a ding? <laughs> is that a ding down? I mean, it's not. It's not. Not always. It not is. It is not technically a ding. Um, Dalton has used Judas as a plus. <laughs> uh, he's ar- he's argued it. Mm. <laughs> that's happened. That's happened a few other times. It's just kind of a. It's, it's like an. It's like a the smallest number you can think of, up or down, if you want to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm going to stay with eleven because uh, you know I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to change my mind. Yeah, good. I, I love it. Standing firm here. Good. I love it. Uh, John Foreman's Spring EP. Welcome to the Fishers of Men Club. The Fishers of Men Club. A perfect boom, score. Boom boom. boom. <laughs> Is that the song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, y'all, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Aaron, uh, tell us something that you would like for us to consume that's Christian or, you know, otherwise non-secular for next time. Otherwise non-secular. Okay, so um, I had been thinking about this earlier. There's a specific song, and it is the only song by this guy that I know, at least that I know is his. Um, he's John Mark McMillan. And I think this, I believe the song is How He Loves. Buddy, I fuck with John Mark McMillan. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's some moving stuff. Yeah. I'll, uh, I would love to talk about that next time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Cool, 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 Enjoy. cool. Uh, do you have anything to plug or is there anywhere we can find you online? I do not exist on the internet. Yeah, that's true. I do, but I, yeah, you won't find me there. That's true. Do you have anything uh, you're working on you want to talk about? Uh, I'm, I'm currently working on, uh, a method of performance that I have not really worked on before. Okay, it's a, it's a whole new thing for me, so I'm excited to get that that going. Uh, but it'll be really kind of chaotic music that that is very far from the acoustic guitar upbringing that I had, and I always pictured myself being a part of. Oh, it's boy. a bit it's a bit broader than that, so I'm hope, I'm I'm excited about that. Man, that rules, and I'm really excited for that. Yeah. TBA. Let's uh, yeah. let's, let's uh, <laughs> well, let's say thank you to our friends and get yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Good Trash Media for producing, uh, producing our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Jill for uh, being on the ones and zeros and mm-hmm. uh, doing the actual recording. The work, yeah, the work. Um, not what we do, but mm-hmm. um, thank you to Jarvix for the intro. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Cameron Brewer for the outro. Do we have that Wampus Tune Talk stinger yet? It's Nick's next, then Wampus. Well, it'll, it'll be there in time. Wampus, or th- flip them, yeah. Wampus, thank you for the Toon Talk stinger. 
Yeah. And uh, we're going to sign off the way we always sign off. Mm-hmm. First and second kings. More like. Hebrew, More li- Hebrews got them things. <laughs> First and second kings. More like Hebrews got them things. Bye, everybody. Bye, we love you. Holy Ghost round the whip, what what uh, 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 Holy Ghost round the whip, what.